This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 11th of April. In your Squiz today, American intelligence is leaked, China practices an attack on Taiwan, a tropical cyclone forms, and a digital crown for the people. This is your Squiz today. Claire, it's been a few days since sensitive US documents began to be leaked online and American authorities are trying to find out how it came about. Hundreds of documents have been made public on social platforms, 4chan and Discord, and then on other sites, including Twitter, and they contain highly classified military and intelligence reports and briefings on a really wide range of topics. Yeah, they cover the goings-on in countries like Israel and China, South Korea, Canada, the Middle East, Mm. uh, also recent tensions in the Indo-Pacific region. But the most sensitive documents are about Russia's war on Ukraine. Officials are worried that that leaked intelligence relating to the war could help Russia's efforts, so you can see why they're very concerned about it. Mm. It's already caused Ukrainian officials to alter some of their military operations. As for what's shown in the documents, the leaked information is mostly photos of intelligence briefing papers and they date back more than a month. It amounts to what the experts are calling the largest leak of US classified material in a decade. And a lot's been said about whether the documents are real or if it's a ploy to help Russia and others who aren't fans of America. Mikhailo Podolyak, who's an advisor to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, says the leaks contain fictional information and he also says there's not the smallest doubt that this is yet another element of hybrid warfare. And some of the documents include details on American and NATO plans to help Ukraine with their upcoming counteroffensive that's been talked about for quite some weeks and it's made Kyiv believe that this leak is a Russian plot to sow doubt about Ukraine's efforts. For its part, though, Russia says that Ukraine's behind the leak, but unnamed American officials have put all of that to bed. They say that the leaked documents are the real deal. There's no clear leads, but investigators do have a few theories on who might be at fault over all of this, Claire. Insiders say the documents were only in US hands, so the hunt is on for internal sources of the leak. America's allies have asked questions about what's going on. Yesterday, the Aussie government said that it's concerned about the disclosure and we're seeking further information. Claire, sticking with big national security issues and the Chinese military has been busy over the past few days. They started performing drills around Taiwan on Saturday and that included simulated strikes on the island. It's been described as the largest show of Chinese force in the region in years. 
Yeah, so just to get a bit of background, of course, Taiwan considers itself a self-governing state, but China considers it one of its territories. And in recent times, Chinese President Xi Jinping has talked about reunifying with Taiwan, even if that means taking it by force. And this weekend, it started with the Chinese military encircling Taiwan and practising land, sea and air attacks. Beijing says that it's a stern warning after Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen visited the United States last week and met with some very notable government officials. Reports say that there were 71 Chinese aircraft and 11 ships that crossed the Taiwan Strait median line. That's an unofficial dividing line between Chinese and Taiwanese territory. And officials in Taiwan said their forces would not escalate conflicts nor cause disputes, but they said they would respond appropriately to China's drills. President Tsai said they'll continue to work with the US and other democracies in the face of Chinese aggression. Meteorologists have been following a low-pressure system that's becoming Tropical Cyclone Ilsa. It's formed off the coast of Western Australia's northern Kimberley region, Clare, and forecasters say that it could reach a Category 4 level by Wednesday. That's a biggie, and it could mean wind speeds of more than 200 kilometres per hour at the centre of the storm. Yeah, that's pretty windy, probably Mm -hmm. something you don't really (laughs) want to be that close to. Ilsa looks to be heading towards the Pilbara coast, but it's early days and its path is still very far from certain. But what the experts say is that the likely area of impact is somewhere between Port Hedland and Broome, and that will happen later this week, possibly on Thursday or early on Friday, there's going to be significant destruction expected and communities in that zone have been advised to get ready. It's a busy time along the West Coast, Claire. There's about 25,000 stargazers from all over the world. They're travelling to Exmouth and for the non-locals, that's more than 1,300 kilometres south of Broome. That's because there's a total solar eclipse on the 20th of April and reports say that Exmouth is one of the few places to see it from. But given the weather, officials want holidaymakers to stay on top of the forecast. A new study out of Harvard has made some really interesting findings, Claire. It suggests that women can be more competitive with other women than men are with other men. Dr Joyce Benenson is the researcher behind it. She's an evolutionary biologist and she says that her team's findings upend decades of stereotypes as well as having significant implications for our understanding of human society. So just a couple of small things. (laughs) Um, She says it's because it's accepted wisdom that men are the more competitive sex. Why it's the case that they've found that women are more competitive with women and more competitive in general than men are, Benenson's not quite sure, but she reckons it's to do with child rearing and more women, of course, being primary carers. They're hardwired to be competitive towards other primary carers who might have more resources and be better able to care for their children. It's certainly a new spin on the sisterhood, Claire. And as for men, this study found that they are more competitive towards women than women are towards men. That's a dynamic that's often cited as part of the gender pay gap problem too. Uh, But now it's been called out, we can fix it, right? Yeah, it's that easy, I'm sure. (laughs) 
we're getting closer to King Charles' big day. His coronation is less than a month away on the 6th of May, and Royal Watchers will probably be pleased to know that they'll get two processions through London, from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey, and then back again. And, of course, in royal family style, it means that there'll be two carriages. (laughs) The first was made in Sydney. It boasts air conditioning, electric windows and modern suspension for a very smooth ride. Uh, It's called the Diamond Jubilee State Coach and it was built to commemorate Elizabeth's 60 years on the throne. Uh, And the second carriage is the Gold State Coach. It's been used in every coronation since the 1830s. And let's just say it doesn't have those modern conveniences. Yeah, the uh, second one sounds a little bit more like my first car, to be honest, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Buckingham Palace has also shared what bling will be used in the ceremony. And that includes the solid gold St. Edward's crown, which weighs 2.23 kilos. We'll only see pictures of that from afar, but the royal family has tried to share it with the public by releasing a new crown emoji for the event. It's not quite the real thing, but as loyal subjects, we'll take what we can get. That's it for today. Good luck getting back into the groove after the Easter weekend. Yeah, that's certainly a bit of a struggle. Good luck with that. (laughs) Um, One thing you can achieve if you need to get a win on the board is to sign up for our Squiz Today newsletter. It's got some great links to the stories we've talked about in this episode and some extra features like what's on today. You can sign up at thesquiz.com.au and the link's also in your episode notes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.